News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Macias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change that our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. In a letter that Benjamin Franklin wrote, he said, Our new constitution is now established and has an appearance that promises permanency. But in this world, nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes. That statement has been used uh, in multiple different situations. In fact, Benjamin Franklin wasn't the first to use it, but you'll often hear it used, right? The only thing that is certain in this life is death and taxes. Uh, Scripture in Mark 14 says something else. It actually says that the poor will always be with you. So there's another thing that we are at least told in scriptures is permanent. Um, if we were going to go to the scripture, we'd find out that a lot of other things are permanent as well, beyond just death, taxes, and the poor. But there are a couple of other things that I think are pretty permanent. One is disease. The other is economic hardship. These things are not new to our generation. They're not new to this current set of governors and legislators uh, and elected officials, and neither is disease. But in this particular situation, we're definitely in a unique time. We're, we're encountering a disease that uh, people at least initially had the appearance that it could kill millions of Americans. We really won't know whether that was true or not for uh, maybe a year or two or three months or six months, hopefully sooner rather than later. It's also not a disease that we automatically had a cure for. We already had a regimen for. And so there was some fear that got created as a result. And now we have economic downturns. And by the way, these are also things that have always been with us, and they've often been perpetuated either by governments or perpetuated by things that were outside of the normal person's control. Some people would call them Black Swan events. If you've read the book Black Swan by Nassim Taleb, if you haven't, you should read it. I read it for the first time four months ago, and I just love that I did that right before all of this happened. So what does this have to do with Texas and where we are today? Well, the reality is that the presence of disease and the realities of unforeseen economic hardships will always be with us. So the question that we have to ask ourselves now is whether or not their current presence should allow for unprecedented authoritarian ruling by governments in the United States of America. It's interesting that Benjamin Franklin said in the letter where he said, nothing is certain but death and taxes, our new constitution, I didn't pull it up now, but you know, appears permanent in a way. And I think there are many people who are a little bit concerned. Al Mohler had a great write-up on the real threat to religious liberty that coronavirus has presented. When you literally have governments going in and writing people tickets for showing up to listen to an Easter sermon in their vehicle. This is not fake. And in Texas, we are dealing with this. We have local mayors who have just run a tyrannical authoritarian regime on the local level. And Governor Abbott has, has not really stepped in to tell them they cannot do that, unfortunately. 
We also have businesses who have been completely shut down and told you are not essential. You are not allowed to conduct business in this state right now. And uh, just this week, uh, there was an announcement of, of some additional loans that the state is maybe going to guarantee, maybe going to forgive at some point. So it might be just money that we're giving out to people. Um, but we have real problems. Some people have said that the stimulus packages and the payroll protection and the uh, you know different protections for businesses are warranted because the government has stolen people's labor, right? The government has frozen people's ability in many cases to make money. So therefore, you owe me money. It's the same thing as um, eminent domain, right? You take my property, you have to give me money. If you literally tell me I can't work, then you have to write me a check as if I was working. Matt Krause, representative uh, from Fort Worth, had a great point that he made in one of his uh, recent comments. He said that maybe we should pass a law that says that individuals... Uh, when a government official tells certain people they can't go get a paycheck, then he no longer can personally receive a paycheck from the government until he lets those people go back to work, which is probably a great idea. My point is, is the presence of disease, what is the rule? What is the line? If we have a disease that shows up without a cure, does that automatically guarantee government's authoritarian right to rule? over us. I don't think it should. Should the presence of unforeseen economic hardships mean the government should just get to do whatever it wants and it should grow however much it wants to grow? I don't think it does. Representative Tinderhold had a great op-ed that he just published, specific, and he's from Arlington, a Republican, specifically outlining the reasons that governments need to stop spending money immediately and slow the spending they're incurring. You know, many governments are spending more right now due to economic hardship. We're seeing that with the stimulus. You tell everybody they can't work, which means that you're not going to be collecting taxes, and then you spend a bunch of money to pay those people who aren't working. It's a really bad long-term recipe. And guys... It's all our money. It's really not our money. I mean, I, I misspoke. It's your kid's money. It's at least maybe my money because I'm 30. If you're 50, 60, maybe you won't live to see the point in time in which we actually have to start paying back some of the money we're spending. But it's our money. We are collectively making that decision. There are some really dangerous precedents being set. There are a handful of individuals who have started to speak up and say, hey, as an elected official, I'm pretty concerned about the things happening. In general, people have just let it go on. But the problem is that death and taxes aren't the only things that are certain in this world. Disease is certain. Economic hardships. By the way, Every economic hardship is unforeseen. Now, of course, you'll see that, you know, ad, this is the guy that predicted the financial crisis of 2008, and here's what he says. But economic hardships are always unforeseen. Otherwise, we'd all prepare. So the, the presence of these other negative realities that we are going to deal with not only this year and next year, but for generations to come, 
for decades to come should not mean that we are now determined to be ruled in an authoritarian manner by whatever governing official is in control. Some people like some of the actions that Governor Abbott has taken, and I do too. There are some actions that he's taken that I very much disagree with. You know what nobody's talking about? Do you want anybody to have that much authority? It's a good question. It's something the elected officials rarely ask. I think it's probably the, the one virtue that our founding fathers had that is nearly non-existent in today's elected officials. Asking the question, should anybody have this authority? The Texas legislature decided not to regulate plumbers, okay? And some people disagree. Well, they didn't really decide or not decide. Well, let me tell you this. They had an opportunity to regulate the plumbing industry. They decided not to regulate the plumbing industry, which meant that plumbers were going to go unregulated, which means you could pay me 50 bucks since I've done a ton of my family's own plumbing and I could go and fix your plumbing for you. Don't call me. I'm a little busy right now. But that's what it meant. And then the governor stepped in and said, I'm just going to, I'm going to regulate them myself as governor. And it's a really dangerous precedent. Matt Rinaldi spoke up on it when it happened, saying, well, if we think this is okay as Republicans, then we're not going to be able to complain when Democrats take over and just decide to regulate firearms and regulate other things with the stroke of a pen. They, we don't ask ourselves those questions. We just say, do we agree with that action as it was taken by that individual at this time? And our founding fathers, when they created the Constitution that Benjamin Franklin said that might be permanent, might have a, sem uh, a semblance of permanency to it, said, what would the worst person be like if they were president or on the Supreme Court or running the U.S. Senate? And what do we need to do to make sure that person is constrained? And that's a question that I think we should ask right now. Disease will always be with us. The poor will always be with you. Economic hardships, unforeseen economic catastrophes will always be with you. Do you want the government to be the central planning entity that determines how all of society has to act, how we have to conduct ourselves, what commerce we can participate in, where we can worship? Do you want to cede all of that to whatever central government is being led at the time of those occurrences? It's not about today's disease. It's not about today's economic catastrophe. It's about the fact that if you set this precedent, you are saying it is totally fine going forward. And it's a dangerous precedent to set. I hope y'all are doing very well during this coronavirus crisis. Thank you for continuing to listen to the Luke Messias show. I'm trying to be short and sweet. I've got a couple potential conversations coming up. I've been kind of lazy, guys. I really like having conversations in person. I'm just going to admit that. I don't like this whole, like, let's get on some Google Hangout and record it and go back and forth. I just don't, I don't like it. I mean, I do Zoom calls now because I have to with family and friends and all this stuff, but I really uh, was hoping to sooner rather than later be able to do some one-on-one -on -one sit downs and I might still be able to do them that are six feet apart. Um, or maybe we'll do them five feet apart and just let somebody arrest us. That'd be fun. Uh, so 
I'll be bringing some conversations to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messias Show. If you value this content and want our message to spread, please consider three of the following steps. One, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on and leave us a review. Two, visit lukemessias.com and sign up for our email alerts. And three, follow Raz and I on Twitter and visit my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Luke Macias, Texas. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Luke Macias, Texas. Thank you so much and God bless.